Hey ladies, thanks for listening to the Her Podcast and tuning in today. Um, My name is Holly Wright and I'm the founder and host of Her. So welcome and thanks for listening. So wherever you are, whether you're at home, um, with your headphones or in the car or just doing life with people, thanks for listening and listening to the stories that we tell on the Her Podcast. Um, For the month of January, we have a topic called All the Single Ladies. So we're going to be talking and discussing about all the issues And good things and bad things, you know, while being single, waiting for the one, and just things that we have learned and grown in while being single. So I'm honored to introduce you to today's guest speaker. Her name is Kayla Nordlam, and she is from San Jose, California. So welcome to the podcast, Kayla. Hi, Holly. Thanks for being on. I'm so excited to kind of hear your input and story. So why don't we dive in and you tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, and we'll get started. Yeah, so uh, like, like she said, my name's Kayla. I'm actually 30 years old and was born and raised in Portland, Oregon, and just recently moved here to the, to the Bay um, about, I guess it's been, it was July 2020, so it's been like seven, eight months now. So loving the Bay, um, and my life has drastically changed. I was, I'm still in family law, but I was working for a firm in Oregon. Um, And basically just told them that God put it on my heart to move out to California. And I kind of just said, I'm leaving. Um, And they kept me on remote because of everything going around, you know, with COVID and all that. So honestly, God has opened this door for me to live in California. And when I was here, I had an opportunity to get into ministry. And so now I'm not only working in the legal field, but I'm also doing ministry. So it's just honestly all been God from beginning I got here. It's just all been awesome. awesome. And that you're obedient just to jump in because that is, that's like the hardest part, especially when I moved to California five years ago, it was like $200 to my name. I had peace about everything. And it's just (laughs) like, sometimes a lot of people are scared to just jump. So that's so exciting, you know, for you. So welcome to California. (laughs) So I'm excited to talk about this topic. Why don't, First, first question. Okay. So you are single. We kind of chatted about this. How long have you been single? Um, it's been about a year and a half. We broke up in March of 2019. It's so funny. I'm like, what day is it? What time is it? What year is it? I don't yeah, even know same. anymore. Um, so it's, it's been about, I guess like a year, a little over okay. a year and a half. So you're doing, you're, you're kind of fresh. <laughs> I'm going on year three. So okay. welcome to being single. Honestly, there's yes. been, I think when you first become single, it's like traumatized and you think that there's an issue with you and you just, yes. you're going through all this hurt yes. and trauma and pain, whatever the breakup looked like. And I think the first instinct is when you become single, it's like, oh, great. Here we go again. Like, there's something wrong with me. What did mm-hmm. I do? D- am I not pretty enough? Do I like, is there an issue with me? And then we start to believe like those lies and that identity at the beginning, you know, yeah. of the, of the singleness. And then I find myself you know, one year, two year, three year, getting healed and just walking <laughs> through things and learning things as I'm opening a door, shutting a door. And then you get to a point now where I am and I'm like, man, single is being single is great, but I've mm-hmm. learned through things. I've healed through things, but now I'm like, okay, I know exactly what I want, where I'm going. And now you get to a point where you're like, all right, God, like this person has to line up with like, I'm not going to settle again. So let's talk about, Mm -hmm. let's talk about settling today. Cause we didn't really chat about that on the last podcast. Was, Mm -hmm. was there some relationships, I guess, high school and college or just back in the day, the old Kayla that you found yourself settling when you knew like in your mind, like, okay, this guy Mm -hmm. is probably not for me, but I don't want to be single and I'll just kind of work with it, make it work. But you kind of like knew in your heart, it wasn't right. 
Yeah, it's almost it's funny. I feel like you're reading my mail right now because I am really, really big on that topic of settling because um, it actually was my last relationship and he was everything on paper, um, but didn't have a foundation in God and didn't want to do ministry. And I felt like my heart in my heart of hearts, like deep down knew that was my call. And it just wasn't something he was interested in. And God made it really clear to me that he's not the one. And I think settling looks different for different people. Um, but if you have like a very specific call that, you know, God put on your heart and the person that you're going to do life with doesn't have that same view that is settling. Um, and you can, he can be amazing. He can make all the money. He can have all the the friends and all of that. But if he isn't going to help support the call that God has for you, then that is settling. And I think I told myself, well, there's so many other things. And he, of course he believes in God, but is he going to support and help foster? Is he going to yeah. make me better? And that's just truly what it comes down to. Um, and so I learned really quickly, you know, in this relationship that he wasn't going to be the one. But I had this moment where I was like, maybe I'll just make it work because I would rather not be alone and have that stigma, like you said, about like, well, what's wrong with me? Like, why is she single and 30? Like, I would almost rather just have the guy and figure it out than deal with, you know, like all the people that are going to say different things about me or, you know, wonder. And I thought, no, that's exactly what Satan wants is he wants us to settle and not, he doesn't want me to achieve my call. He doesn't want me to have this purpose. So for me, it was really, it was really one of those things where I almost did it. I almost just said, you know what? I I know this is settling, but I'm going to do it because this is what society thinks I should do or whatever at this certain age. Um, And I'm so glad I didn't because now uh, out of that whole decision, my, I I started an Instagram page called worthy women. And I focus on, helping women know that they're worthy for yeah. more than settling. So settling is a big thing for me. That's for good. Sure. Yeah. And I, I mean, I've been healthy with myself walking in my purpose for like, a, I would say like five years now, like knowing who I am, which is great. But I find like, especially in high school and college, I don't know if this, you know, related to you, but it's just like the culture of who you hang out with is one, so important. And two, um, I used to think like, oh my gosh, like he's, you know, I had this list and tall, dark and handsome and Christian guy. And just like, (laughs) we all do that. And that's great too. But what I would do is attach Mm -hmm. myself to guys that looked the part and, and, you know, they could have Mm -hmm. the Instagram feed, they can have the Instagram swag, go to church, you know, represent this, But I find that I would attach myself to the outer layer of a boy and then get to know them Mm -hmm. and realize, okay, this is not healthy. This is not for you. But I would stay in that because the outer realm looked great. And so as of with students and college students out here in San Diego, I've noticed that like girls just don't care anymore. It's just like they they want the status and it's honestly Kayla it's so hard to be to stay single like year after year and know Mm -hmm. exactly what you it it doesn't come easy um there's days where I go for a run and I just get home crying I'm like Lord here we go Mm -hmm. year three like I know what you've called me to I know what I need and I'm like okay maybe he's in the desert he needs a uber ride like (laughs) send your girl some help I'm out here waiting and then there's days where yeah. I'm like, oh, wait, like, okay, Holly, let's work on this thing. Because I used to think like, God, I'm ready. I'm ready. But like, what if he's not? Or mm-hmm. what if he's in a relationship? Mm-hmm. Or what if he emotionally is just going through things? And I think the perfect guy for you, like, you know, the one that God has for you, it's just going to line up, you know. But the thing is, it's in yes. his timing. It's not in your own. So I think the biggest struggle is just like waiting. So when I created this podcast topic, yes. it really reminded me like, 
what are we doing while we're waiting? Like, are we on online dating apps? Which, no offense, those are great for certain people, just not for me. And, you know, yeah. are you setting goals? Are you healing yourself through issues, you, maybe past pain or past relationships? Like, so I guess my next question for you is what are some things that you've had to do while waiting? You know, just what are some things that you've learned um, while waiting for the one or even if there was like a gap where you broke up with someone and then you were in the waiting season before you dated your next guy, like what are some things you had to go through? Yeah. So funny. I actually haven't been single this long in my entire life. I, uh, I've been on and off dating like more, maybe not even like three months, um, since I was 15 years old. So I've had like a crazy, crazy, crazy story of lots of different people. Um, and I I think the, the whole idea of the waiting season can be really like, yeah. scary um because it's so unknown and we want we want known so that's why we a lot of the times we date um one of the, the funny things is that you know when you're dating someone it it sucks up so much of your time um that when you're single it's like you have all this idle time and you're like what do I do and I think what I'm learning in this season of waiting is I know it's really cliche but like am I the girl that like I like am I like wanting the guy like the qualities that I have am I the person I want? And I know that's like the the cliche thing that everyone says, but it is one of those things where I'm like, you know, in the beginning of this waiting season, I wasn't. Um, And now everything I do goes through that filter of, is this, you know, pushing me forward to be the person that that person wants. Um, And it's hard because we have that desire to want to be with somebody, or at least I do. Um, But I want to be whole for that person, not lacking anything, you know? And People say all the time, you do come into a relationship. They used to say, I guess it's becoming more popular now to say 100-100, but people used to say 50-50. And I used to always be like, no, like we need to be our full best selves, yeah. both of us, you know? Um, so what does that waiting season look like? What are the things I'm doing now waiting for the right person is like working on my relationship with God and, and getting, um, you know, working on my fitness and eating healthy and working on my budget and just different things that like not only a wife should, you know, have, but also a mother and just really evaluating all of that. Yeah, that's good too. And those are awesome qualities that we don't really think about too. Like I know for me, when COVID started last year in 2020, I, I was always an athlete. So I was always athletic and doing sports and stuff and working out, but I wanted to challenge myself to just run. Gyms were closed and I was like, I want to do something Mm -hmm. different. So I began running every day and training myself over months of time, adding more miles. And that was a goal for me. And I've met some really cool people in that industry who run. And so it's like little Mm -hmm. things like that, like budgeting or eating clean, like those things matter. And, and I think we sometimes forget about those things. Like there, there's so much that is done in one single day. When you wake up in the morning, you don't just go to work. You have to you know, eat, work out, like run errands, pay bills. Mm -hmm. Like there's so much stuff that gets done, but I think those things really matter into play of that goes into your relationship. So I love that you had said that too, because it's like, if you were to look in the mirror or to meet, meet yourself from someone else's perspective, like, are you, are you really Mm -hmm. attracting like what your heart desires? And that's one thing I've had to check too, is years ago, I'm like, man, like, 
yeah, okay, I got the looks that, you know, the physical working out and the eating clean, like check, check, check. But like my heart had some things that I needed to check and mm-hmm. my heart had some things that I needed to heal from. And I, I really had to work on that. Like, man, are you attracting the kind of guys you really like God has for you? And I wasn't years yeah. ago. And so I think there's so many things that come into play when you know, if we really thought about all these things, like, I think we would take dating more seriously rather than, you know, swiping left or right or going on to DMs yeah. and then show up for a date. And yeah, he may look good and all this stuff, but like, like you said, two people have to be a hundred percent to make it work. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I guess my yeah. next question for you, can we, we talked a little bit about settling and then what we're doing in the waiting Um, what could you encourage the girls as they listen to this podcast? Just some things that you've learned on what to look for in a man. Like, yeah, attraction is great too. And if they're a godly man, but what are some things that, you know, while being single for a year and a half, what are some things or some traits that you look for in a man that girls can be on the lookout for? Yeah, I think um, you have to kind of first evaluate what, um, you know, we, uh, I, we talk about this concept sometimes, you know, being evenly yoked. Um, and I always thought that just meant that they had to be a Christian too. Um, but you kind of have to evaluate where you are in your relationship with God or what's on your heart. Like, are you going to be in ministry? Are you not? Are you, what's that level look like for you? And then make sure that they're at that same level. Because um, if you're just like, oh, he's Christian. Yep. Cool. You know, and then you move forward, you could have a totally different view on what life will look like together. Um, so I think that's the biggest thing is that, you know, uh, making sure that you're on the same page with that. Um, and then also, this is so funny. My parents said this a long time ago, and this is another trait is really important is what's their relationship like with mm-hmm. their family and friends. That's good. I think I, for a long time in my past relationships, we kind of were secluded. We kind of just isolated ourselves, not necessarily always intentionally, but what, get them around their friends, get them around your friends, you know, have, be friends before you just dive into, you know, that label. And it's so because of Instagram and everything going on, we just sometimes we want that label so bad that we, you know, think, well, I'm just going to kind of shortcut it. But it's just so important to make sure that they're the kind of person that they're fr- like around their friends. They're like, dude, this is the girl, yeah. this is the guy, you know, and, and you don't know that if you're if you're inside all the time. Obviously, that's kind of weird with COVID. But uh, that's, I think, really important to me is what's their relationship like with their family? What's their relationship like with their friends? Um, and then just the the daily stuff, the little stuff. I think when you get into a new relationship, they say that, you know, red flags become the yeah. thing that ends it, you know, in, in the end. And so what are those little annoying things? What are those red flags? Maybe they're not huge, but talk those through. Don't just act like everything's okay because, you know, it could be something later down the road that's the deal breaker. So you know, I think those are, those are the three things that I yeah. really look no, for. No, that's good too. Cause I, I've noticed that too. And, and social media honestly is such a powerful tool and it's, is great. You know, it helps our businesses. It helps us connect with yeah. people, but it has ruined our society when it comes to relationships and dating and, you know, you're talking to someone, but you're, you're not going to post them yet. And then, you know, you're talking to another person then you post <laughs> them and, It just, I love what you said when it comes to like getting to know that person and watching how they are around friends and their family. Cause one family is huge. That is like, that's a, that's a deal breaker for me. Like how your family is not if, you know, the parents are divorced and everybody has their differences, but like family is hits home for me. So it's like, 
that is that's the generation you know like there's a lot of things that go into play that carry down to the next generation when you're marrying someone yeah and I think girls don't realize that or notice that you know unless we were taught that but getting to know someone um, on a friend level and watching how they interact around their friends, their character. I I mean, I've seen great, amazing Christian guys and they can post it all and say the right things, but man, I've, I've seen some bad character and you know what character comes from the heart too. So I think first, you know, you can really get to know someone and you can see the bio of them in the first, you know, the introduction of them. But when you really get to know someone's heart and who they are, I think, that's the that's the place we need to get to before we go into dating and so all the girls listening to this this is not to scare you or tell you you know you need to do this you need to do that it's just to give you hey a heads up like this is what we've walked through and this is what's worked and this is what hasn't this is what's healthy and this is what you know isn't um I guess my last question as we wrap up the podcast Kayla what are some things that encourage you on days like me, last week I went running and was listening to worship music and I just melted and I'm like, oh my God, I'm single. What are, <laughs> but you know, it's like in those moments when days get really hard, what are some things that help you yeah. keep moving forward or like encouraging you, whether it's quotes, music, podcasts, like what are some things that give you like the push? Yeah, I mean, there's so many amazing resources uh, now. I mean, honestly, worship music is is everything. Um, I think sometimes I get in my head too much about it. Like, I'm like, you know, this is never going to happen. And I kind of get myself down this, like, negative yeah. rabbit hole. And um, it's getting yourself out of that quickly. But, you know, I used to think, like, God, is it really going to happen? And someone once told me, or I heard someone say one time, um, that your desire is a down payment for the blessing you get to receive. That's good. And that just like really shook me because I was like, I have this such a strong desire to be married, to okay. be a mom. And I'm like, God, why do I have this strong desire and it's not being fulfilled? And it's just cool because God knows the desires of our heart and he isn't going to just play this stupid yeah. game with us. You know, like, oh, I put this desire in your heart and you just get a suffer for, years, for yeah. a while. It's like, yeah, it's like there's obviously work that needs to be either done on my side or on his. And it's cool because that desire is, just, I love that quote that our desire is just a reminder that it's already been paid. It's a down payment. It's coming. It's just a matter of us, you know, waiting and being, you know, faithful. Um, but it's just, for me, I'm like, turn the worship music on, get the sermons out, get all the podcasts because it is, it is hard. And, and it's like, we can't lie. Like it, it, it's going to be worth it, but it, there are those hard moments. And in those hard moments, we have to do what we know won't actually, uh, you know, yeah. make us fail. Um, and that's getting around good friends and listening to good music and, you know, just being encouraged. But yeah, it's, it's going to happen. And I think I just have to tell myself sometimes, you know, like get out of that negative mindset and start moving into it, declaring his goodness, declaring that it will happen. It's just not yeah. ready yet. No, I love that. That's such a good perspective too. I've never heard of that, but I'm going to write that down today. And I mean, I get like that too. We're human, you know, nobody's perfect and it's healthy to have emotions in bad days. But I think it's like, kind of like you said, in those moments, it's like, okay, reroute. What can I do to help? Like, don't, don't, for the girls listening to this, when you get in those moments, you're going to want, you're going to base it off your identity. Like, oh, I'm not this. Oh, I'm not that. And it's going to, the pressure is going to fall on you. And that is just not. You know, that is not healthy. That's going to be your first instinct. And then what you're going to do is put all these construction cones up around your mind, your identity, your purpose, your calling. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, God's like, no, 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 wait, 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 wait. Like that's, that's not even it at all. 
but don't when you get in those moments don't don't allow that to be your first you know snap of a finger identity immediately in that moment just think you know what I am called I have to do that all the time I have to tell myself you know if I'm in the car run errands or have bad days I'm like you know what Holly it's not it's not even about looks it's not even about your talents and gifts it's not about your social Mm. media swag it's not even about all that like at the end of the day you're called and you know what God's put in your heart so guess what you keep trucking and there's gonna be good days there's gonna be bad days but at the end of the day like it's, it's all going to turn around for good. But in those moments, ladies, as you get to those really bad days where you're like, man, I'm just single. And I mean, I tell myself like, Lord, send a maneuver because he out <laughs> somewhere and I'm just waiting. But yeah, like that. that's the way my mind sees it. It's like, maybe he's in the desert. Like he needs, he needs a ride, <laughs> but no, but it's so true. It's like, he just may not be ready. And, you know, at the end of the day, we're called we're called, you know, according to, to us, like I'm responsible Mm. for who I am to God, like, and he is responsible for him. So at the end of the day, it it boils down to timing. But while you are in the waiting season, being single, spend time with friends, healthy friends, like the past three years, I've had so much fun just doing crazy stuff with my girlfriends, like going on date night, (laughs) you know, going to the mall, dressing up in clothes, like just embrace all that because when it comes down to you meeting that man like you just won't have those those moments as much anymore you know so embrace the now moments embrace everything that you're learning now and check the girls around you because that that affects really a lot of the things your decisions on who you want to date and you know make sure that you are with girls that don't let you settle like I've had to tell my girlfriends like man, that boy cute. And we got a lot in common, but (laughs) I'm like, girl, don't let me, you know, go to his house alone or text him when I know that I shouldn't, or like, just make sure that the girls that in your life are checking you too, because yeah, accountability is huge. Well, Kayla, anything else as we wrap up this podcast is that you want to leave us with a verse or a quote or just kind of leave us hanging with something. Yeah. Yeah, so super cliche, my life first, Jeremiah 2911. I have to say it for I know the plans I have for you, they're plans for good and not for disaster to give you hope in a future. And I, I just I know it's cliche and it's on every home goods store, kitchen thing, whatever, you know, but it's so true. His plans in the end of the day, his plans are good for us and there is hope. So hold on, ladies. And the waiting season, yes, it might be rough, but also you are um, going to be setting an example for women under you. And um, what kind of example do you yeah. want to set to? No, so. that's good. Well, thank you, Kayla, for speaking on the podcast. Girls, make sure you follow her. She's all of our Instagram and Twitter page. Uh, make sure you send her a DM. Or if you have any questions for her or me, make sure to reach out. Ask questions. Ask as many dating questions as possible because we've been we've been yes. through it, the good and the bad. And, you know, we're two yes. or more together. There's good. And so ask lots of questions. Make sure you follow her. Tag her. Um, and thank you, Kayla, just for being on today. Yeah, thanks, Holly. Thanks, Holly, so much. It was an awesome Yeah, time. well, thanks, girls, for listening to all the single ladies. We're going to go live in a few days, so stay tuned.